Welcome back to another episode of This Film Not Rated, a branch of the Music City Drive-In podcast, and we're doing something a little different today. The main reason why why we're here, we talk about movies that we watched this week while trying to talk as objectively as possible, and this week that movie is Thor Love and Thunder, and also this week we have Eric back in the gauntlet. Yeah. Just to re-explain real quick, this whole show is just about how far can we possibly be objective? I'm going to go as far as I can being objective about Thor Love and Thunder. And when I'm out, I'm out. So you'll hear a noise. And that means that I'm done and I can be subjective and we just talk openly about the movie. If somebody can ever make it all the way through the 10 questions, you end up in a hall of fame as someone who has been objective about a movie. And you get a special secret surprise from us. So. I think we're too used to saying 10 questions. It's 15 questions, right? Wishful thinking. I'm procrastinating because I don't want to start. But you know what? I think it's time for us to go ahead and just go into it. I think so, too. First time in the gauntlet and for a while, Eric, is Thor Love and Thunder a good or bad movie? The requirement right now is that I be completely objective. All right. Thor Love and Thunder is a sequence of events that compiles the story of Jane Foster's Mighty Thor that explores the character Gore the God Butcher and attempts to further develop the character of Thor's identity from what it originally was in some people's eyes, which I won't specify what that is because that's subjective. Um, Yeah. And so that's what it is, but is it good or bad? There are different pieces of the movie that render different responses for me in terms of good or bad. So I can't just say the entire thing is one or the other. (laughs) It's just a little bit. Well, we'll have to determine whether or not to make this a rule or not uh, to to give a mulligan on a question or two. Might have to put a time limit on it. Yeah. But uh, going on to the next question for the time being, uh, what was the best scene in Love and Thunder? Oh, do I want to joke answer this or do I want to really answer this? That's up to you. I can't just say the scene that meant the most to me, even though that would be me objectively explaining myself. It's still describing a subjective opinion. So we're not really allowing that either. So how about I say I don't have one. You don't have a best scene is a subjective it is an objective comment, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right. All right. Uh, What should be cut from the movie? There is a lot of behind the scenes talk about how much was already cut from the movie and Mm -hmm. whether or not it was worth being cut. And I believe that a majority of the discourse around the movie is that there was too much cut 
in reference to the character arcs and stories about following Jane Foster and Gore the God Butcher. Okay. Uh, who's the best actor in the movie? Christian Bale. <laughs> I'm out. I should have been out anyways. I should have said like Thor's butt for later, for, for earlier. Um, I don't know. You know, Christian Bale is hilarious. The, the, uh, it's almost becoming like it's sub memed uh, his reaction where he says like, Oh, I saw one where a big bloke was looking for some stones, but that's like the extent of his MCU knowledge. So he comes into this, but he comes into this so hard. It's just a, a, a gritty character actor. Um, and his, it's not even just him. He credits his makeup team so much. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it comes down to little details. Like one of the cutscenes apparently was him carving off his tattoos because those were in tribute to his gods. And that's Ooh. why they're all scarred up for the rest of the movie. Uh, and- see, I, I, I would have loved that. It, it, like I, I was already thinking this anyway, while, while, while watching the movie, but like, I, I, I almost get like a parallel between uh, Gore, the God butcher and uh, Ethan Hawke's character in uh, moon Knight. Mm-hmm. The way he seems to be acting the character reminded me a lot of how, how Ethan Hawke kind of developed the character through through acting and, and through uh, talks with uh, Marvel for uh, Moon Knight. Yeah, there's a huge collaboration thing. It's like they, they're, they're getting more leeway on doing their own ideas and having a little more creative freedom. All of the Thor franchise is sort of it's like they took this big leap with Ragnarok and was like the way they were pitching the character isn't really selling. Why don't you do what you want with it and see what happens? And there's even talk behind the scenes in this on how the relationship between Taika Waititi and uh, Chris Hemsworth was more about Taika pushing him to be make the character more himself, his own personality, rather than trying to play up the Shakespearean Odinson, you know, aspects of it. So the worst is the next question. Performance. The worst. Yeah. Who who's the worst actor is the next question. <laughs> So, um, believe it or not, not the kid actors. Um, I, I, I actually believe you on this one. I'm such a huge fan. Well, you know, I'm going to have to say this in the way that gets a reaction, even though I would usually try and get ahead and dodge this. It's Russell Crowe. Okay. And again, everything about this movie is for some reason polarizing with people. And I get what they did, but comedy is really difficult to pull off. And Russell Crowe has shown, particularly with the nice guys, that he can take that like bravado, burly persona mm-hmm. and play off of it in a way that he both owns how like aggressive and like he can he can dominate a room mm-hmm. and he can be the butt of the joke. In this, that was just kind of tossed back and forth in your face. And he's just, I think, uh, well, sorry. I think it was John Flickinger that pointed out he seems like hedonism bot from Futurama. <laughs> I'm thinking of like the gold plating and whatnot. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, I, I understand that. I, I actually liked the way that the character Zeus was written. It seemed like uh, true to the, the Greek mythology that i'm aware of especially yeah. especially uh, like well right 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 down to him planning the next god orgy 
And you know what? Yeah, like it's 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 not even. I don't think that it's wrong for the story. I don't think the character's written wrong. I literally just think both Russell Crowe has shown he can do better, and there's so many talented comedians in the writer room and on set that I just feel like I should have been laughing more. And I feel like there's there's more that could have been earned with that. So do you think it's a case of too many cooks in the kitchen for that particular scene or nope. just not enough development just, going on? Uh, a comedian on tour can tell the same joke a hundred times. And in one city, he gives it just the wrong timing and the joke doesn't land. Okay. Would this movie work if the main character switched genders? Well, um, this is an interesting kind of what it's question. About. For- yeah, I was about so, to say, like this. This is a, a like a very on point question for this movie in particular. No, I don't think so. Because I, I, I don't think, I don't think flipping race or gender in this one would have really changed anything at all. Yeah, I kind of agree on that one. You have the same sort of uh, backdrop that we're thinking of, where because of some elements towards the ending, you you touch on the idea of motherhood versus fatherhood, you know, and what the differences are there, but. This is so much more about uh, how they're sort of inhuman. You know, it's like gods and anthropomorphized hammers. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, so, it's not really as much about a human experience. So I don't think, I, I think it, it wouldn't matter if you changed the genders of the characters. Okay. Uh, give the best quote from the movie. there are a lot of attempts at really good quotes there's a whole running joke about a catchphrase yeah except for like thor's never had a catchphrase the one that he gives is only it's context clues that give it a a catchphrase because star lord's like here it comes otherwise you would Mm -hmm. never know that that's what they're doing right you know what i think the best quote in the movie and maybe this will be a running thing for me is that it's never going to be an actual quote is when Thor roundhouse kicks a tank. I think that's my favorite quote from the movie. <laughs> that's got to be the greatest thing ever. Like, uh, yeah, just it's it's it, that 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 opening. I was gonna say it's it's like eighty schlock action uh, stuff, but I, I can't even call it that. It, it feels a little bit too modern. Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's definitely credit to uh, Taika Waititi embracing their superheroes. We, yeah. we we started this universe trying to ground him in reality and do all this kind of stuff. And he's like, yeah, but we've already been to space. <laughs> like, it's just kick, just Red House kick that tank. We don't even know how gravity works. It's another planet. Just go. What was the point? Oh, sorry. Uh, what should have been added to the movie is, is what the actual next question is. Okay. So Taika Waititi is a very relaxed personality he's very good with the flow he's very comfortable in his own skin and i have a lot of respect for him and i in his art and and i love all of that but there's something very telling about what he says in some of the behind the scenes which is like um he has no problem with swinging immediately between like the most out there type of comedy to the most intimate and dramatic moments he's like yeah whatever who cares who says there has to be rules around this stuff? Just throw them together. I mean, you mm. had such a good performance coming out of Natalie Portman and coming out of Christian Bale, even coming out of Chris Hemsworth. Uh-huh. 
it's cathartic to feel things both in humor and in drama. I don't think they cared as much about the catharsis of drama. So I think I would add more to chop up and, and let the moments that are supposed to be taken seriously breathe. Uh, I actually kind of agree with a lot of that. And it, it, it uh, felt to me, again, going into subjectivity here, that all these sensitive moments were constantly undercut by uh, jokes. The thing that pop, pops to my mind is when they're going to that uh, place where all color is is uh, running from uh it's it's the it's probably the most intense you you get with uh, jane and thor uh, outside of the hospital scene and uh in one of the moments thor tries to play off a joke with the space dolphins and then oh yeah then, i know what you're talking about yeah you just just take out that one joke in between them and mm-hmm. instead have the emotion of their talk lead right into her grabbing his pinky yes Exactly. Uh, that that would have been, I, I think that would have worked so well, but you know, you never know. Maybe it wouldn't for anyone. Maybe they test screen that and everyone was like, oh, this movie's too cheesy, you know, because it, it does get a little campy, but I think the parts that are, are a little more cheesy, I think come from when the comedy isn't earned more than the sincere stuff. So I don't know. So now the actual question this time, what was the point of this story? point of the story love and thunder was love and thunder and uh you know it's being talked about as the marvel cinematic universe's first romantic comedy and that's kind of the whole idea like compassion that is absent from this universe's gods for their people it's the Mm -hmm. difference between a god and a human is is in this line they draw a line which is compassion and love mm-hmm. and so the idea is thor is different and is a hero here whatever thor because they have compassion and love is there another movie that is better than this one for a similar experience thor ragnarok <laughs> i mean <laughs> I, I i have to agree taika kept saying he doesn't like doing the same thing twice and he wanted this one to feel different but it's just like aesthetically and comedic wise, it's 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 Thor Ragnarok with like a different with with like slightly different shadings. It is it is different. The things that are the same um, are usually only different because of the performances. So uh, Thor and Valkyrie are essentially the same. They're just, you know, they're giving the same performance, but they're doing different things. Um, Valkyrie was just kind of there. I can't think of a single thing that she did that someone else couldn't have done. And then she gets stabbed. Yeah. And then you have, which, you know, it goes back to the old writing thing is if you have something in there and it doesn't lead towards your punch, take it out. Although I have to say, again, one of my favorite lines that isn't a line from the movie is when she kisses the maiden's hand before she Mm. leaves. That was, that was was good. good. So that was good. So, uh, did you learn anything about making movies from watching this? I learned that color is not always your friend. <laughs> Just because something can be bright and colorful does not necessarily mean it's going to automatically remind you of a comic book and therefore you should do it. He is so great at at the at paneling at, at like like i feel like you can watch this movie and you can 
blink at every time this would have been one panel, this would have been the next panel. Like he has such a great handle on um, blocking and sequencing uh-huh. comic books into a visual form. Because I've seen movies like Boy and Hunt for the Wilder People that are nothing like this, you know? And he has a really good handle on telling the co- like, like a story that could be a comic book come to life. What would make you watch this again? Oh, um, see, we're get it's getting to the point that I'm like, I, I am someone who likes to collect, and I always wanted to collect uh-huh. the main Marvel story. Thor in general has always run adjacent to the main Marvel story. I've never totally understood why his story wasn't the one that was gradually pulling in Infinity Stones, you know? Right. It, it's so weird how they feel like they didn't know what to do with it. And the whole time they're like, we want to introduce the cosmic side of the MCU, but what to do with Thor? And we're in this weird space where a lot of people are confused because you have to follow TV shows to kind of know what's going on, where we established that the events with Thanos all happened within a sacred timeline, a sacred string of events. Yes. Where only a few different multiverses were allowed to be explored and 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 in between. Yeah. That got broken. Now everything is in chaos and threats are coming from literally infinite possibilities. Mm-hmm. Does this story matter as a chapter in that story? Uh, as of right now, I can't see where it fits in. It, it's so far removed from yeah. from everything else that it's it's hard to see. Uh, who knows? I mean, Eternity. That character looks straight up like it's pulled from the comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, there, it touches at things that are at the far reaches of what you know matters in the MCU. But it's like it's just so bizarre how little consequence something that reaches so far out into the galaxy can be okay uh would nicholas cage have made this a better movie i feel like this is going for the kind of aiming at internet culture in that way that nicholas cage is popular so i feel like he would just fit i don't think he would make it better as gore the god butcher yeah. You leaned in the comedy a little bit more. It'd have been yeah. a little more even toned. Anyways. Okay. Uh so uh who would you cast the lead character? So for this one, would you cast Christopher Hemsworth as a different lead in the MCU or who as a lead character in the DCEU? Well, I was that's why I was thinking if you if you are talking about an MCU movie, you have to do DCEU. Mm-hmm. So Chris Hemsworth in mm-hmm. the DCEU, I think he would make a pretty good guy gardener. Um, he could give you a little attitude, but he'd be likable. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I could possibly see him playing Green Arrow. Yeah, the thing is, I don't need. I I like I like the idea of Green Arrow Green Arrow as a joke more than being the one making the jokes. I'd like him to take himself seriously, and Chris Hemsworth can do that. But mm. it's kind of a waste if you're not using him for his humor in some degree well i guess you know what if they did a multiversal aquaman 
and you got to see like original Aquaman with his hair curled up and like wearing speedo, like not a speedo. Oh my gosh! No, yeah, Aquaman in a speedo. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth would be a great Aquaman in a speedo. Uh, all all the ladies would love it, just with the picture alone. Uh, speaking of love, uh. Who would uh, Mary killed the main character, or I guess uh, yeah, Bang Mary killed the main characters? So Gore's infected. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna touch that. Mm-hmm. So I guess kill him. Um, the mighty Thor is has cancer. Mm-hmm. So. You would be single soon. <laughs> so, so marry the mighty Thor. No, I want it to come from the heart. Who would I? Who would I genuinely want to marry? I I, I feel like uh, since the hammers are sentient, mm-hmm. um, probably bang Mjolnir and get with Stormbreaker. <laughs> like marry Stormbreaker. Okay, and then we kill Korg to uh, uh, Gore together. Thor, Korg, and Gore. And uh, I think, uh, as far as Mary goes, I think I'd go for Valkyrie, to be honest. Uh, I just don't think she's ready. You know, that, that's the only issue. That I guess that. But you like, issue. you'd like tell her that you're saving yourself for her and see what happens. <laughs> oh God, I hate that situation. I, 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 I'd, 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 I'd get out of that instantly. But uh, like, like, let's say she was ready to move on and and like try and just explore life again. That um, she would be the one that I'd go for. She's the one who who has if seen you, the dark side of Valkyrie. If you want to go on life's adventure, I don't know what. How do you end this? Never mind. <laughs> I'll be your life support. As far as uh, fuck goes, uh, sorry. As far as bang goes, uh, like as as crude as it is like like jane foster is about to die but she is still very much bangable i'd probably go jane foster on that yeah one. but see that's so heartless would you want to just use her and she knows she's just being used and that she's gonna <laughs> die you'd have to do a really <laughs> really good job because if you didn't it would be such a waste of her time it'd be a very a, a very crappy last memory as well well, no one's saying it's the last one. Are you gonna kill her? Also, is she? Um, um, she both. I, time is a factor here. M- mercy, uh, mercy, kill her after you. Uh, <laughs> this is messed up. It's I, I it's, it's a little too messed up. Uh, if it's not, if it's not Jane Foster, then hmm, no, it can be Jane Foster. I'm just saying. I know. Practice. If it's not, if, if it's practice, not her, practice, practice, practice. If it's not her, then it's one of those, those, those uh, goddesses uh, sitting next to Zeus. But they're, they're not main, main characters. characters. No, but they're not main characters. Go for Zeus. Zeus would become whatever you need. That is true. It's actually a really good I pick. Actually, Zeus. Go Zeus for bang. Go Zeus he's, for bang. He's DTF. <laughs> and DTF. He can become any form of human or animal. Any form. He mm-hmm. could be a C. He could literally finish you as the sea and not in the dark drowning way right like and then i think the only way talk you, about making waves you know? then i think the only way you go for for for, for kill is you gotta kill gore uh, i mean you don't gotta he's he's gonna do the right thing in the end i think i mean it takes a lot of convincing on on thor and and jane foster's part mm. actually no it doesn't no it doesn't 
It's just like it's it, it, it's like a last minute plea after yeah. after having gone through this whole like mental cr- cr- uh, crusade of of gods cannot be, be 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 trusted and must be killed. That is the the big leap. The issue that I think needed to be earned more is the mm-hmm. idea that it is a god taking care of a human. You know, she's she's no longer the mighty Thor at that point. He's literally watching her lay across his lap. So the thing is, it's there is not enough of an excuse to say you earned it. Right. And I just don't think they earned that that character is like, yeah, my daughter can be raised by this person forever. Like, there, There's a line that's in the trailer that, that appears nowhere in the movie to my memory. And it's 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 Gore saying you're different from the others. I don't yeah. remember that line coming up anywhere. And like quite literally, you 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 could have put that line somewhere. You could have thrown in an, a, 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 a couple of extra scenes of Thor doing like godly heroic stuff, contrary to Gore's central belief that gods are bad and they're just not there. Anything that they had on the cutting room floor that showed Thor being what Gore wanted the gods to be mm-hmm. should have stayed in the movie. Yes, yeah, you know, but it's one of those things. It's a simple movie. It's a ride. That's cool. So, you know, it's and that's that that's the end of those gauntlet questions. So, yes, um, you know, Thor has his biggest muscles to date. He is nude. They had the most people on set uh, on record when they were filming that. Was he actually nude in that scene? Oh, I don't know about if he had like a you know, soccer mm-hmm. cup in the yeah. front. But, you know, um. Taika Waititi is still an adorable uh, everyone calls him a genius child and mm-hmm. he, they still have footage of him napping on set because you know making movies is exhausting. Apparently he's a big One Piece fan. He was seen on set wearing a Monkey D. Luffy wanted shirt. Well, I see I wonder though how much he just like enjoys life. I don't know that he's like an avid wild fan of anything you know like right. I, I think he is he, I mean he grew up and lived in new zealand and he's been a comedian and he's been a writer and he's been an artist you know his whole life and you can tell when he's passionate about something and you can tell when he thinks something is is just for enjoyment and he's not passionate about it beyond that yeah and i think that showed a lot in this movie i understand like uh like while I was watching it, it, it 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 was it's kind of like a thrilling ride for 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 sure. There were there were only a couple of 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 sequences that that really caught my attention. The big one being the, the black and white white sequence with like the streaks of blue and orange. Yeah, that one I have an, an intrinsic unfair bias about. It's not easy to by any uh, stretch of the imagination to create a sequence of a movie period, but highlighting parts of the thing and desaturating everything else is so easy Mm -hmm. and they're trying to be like oh it means something that it feels like a first-time editor being like no but like the parts that are in color is like important i have very mixed feelings about that but i i I, I, want to hear the positives though it's where the uh the the uh movie looks the most the most like a comic book come to life for 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 me with with all the extreme angles and and the way things are like zooping and and like like flying in and out of screen. I'm actually going to challenge you here a little bit. Is it where it looks the most comic booky, or is it where it draws the most from a fandom of Japanese anime? Hmm. Maybe a bit of both. Huh. Maybe a bit of both. 
I mean, I'm, every shonen anime I can think of has the sequences of debris while the characters charge up and smash into one another, you know? like that, 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 That's very specifically Dragon Ball Z, but yes, you're right. Mm-mm. Naruto, for sure. One Piece maybe doesn't have the one that, like, smash into each other, but they definitely have that dynamic fluidity of the, you know, camera. I, th- I think it's called, like, Sakuga or something like that. But, uh, yeah, um... Maybe, maybe that's why that stuck out to me. Maybe I'm such an anime simp that it, I, I just, I, 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 I'm just biased towards liking it. Yeah, that's. I, I think this is just such a neutral, enjoyable thing that it has not changed my feelings or opinion on anything. Uh, about the only thing that I was like, oh well, that's interesting. Like around the end of the movie was Thor being a single dad now, and the dynamic between. Thor and his adopted daughter in that last scene was just just uh, something worked about it. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like just she's a she, she's being a child with literal cosmic powers and Thor is being a dad with cosmic powers. That's the best way that I can explain it. And uh, he, and when she tries to kill him with that beam at the end and he deflects it with a pan, he's like, oh, look, you ruined the pan. Now I got to get another one. And the whole concept you know fathers and sons is done all the time mm-hmm. since star wars you know year, decades yeah. but parents and children and human lineage and faith and all of these things are at play in this thing that doesn't seem to it seems to be aware that they're at play but it doesn't really care too much because it's like the cool kid who's like if you care that's lame mm-hmm so I, w- I would love to see more of Thor having to take care of the kids and yeah. not making a bunch of jokes about how like I'm hungry and like, you know, Thor's like, oh, taking care of kids is hard. No, I think they could have done a really great job with it because that's that's like all of Taika Waititi's work. I mean, even what we do in the shadows is about them taking a new vampire and introducing him to the lifestyle and having to shepherd him in. Right. So then you have boy, a child's relationship with his father. You have hunt for the wilder people fostering a child. It's a situation where you can see, yeah, he, he maybe tried to do something different from Thor Ragnarok in here. And this is a little bit of a personal work for him. He didn't just abandon it as something he had to do for Marvel. Uh-huh. Like you can see his work and you can see that it's changing every day, but behind the scenes, he's also changing the script. Like I've mentioned this before too, but you know how some actors that come in from the outside, like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal uh-huh. uh, stop bothering to learn their lines after a little bit, because they're so frequently changing during production, they'll get a new script the day of. Right. Uh, apparently a bunch of them stopped doing that in this too because Taika Waititi kept adjusting the story as they were going mm. and that's a continual thing with Marvel is they keep their their stuff is always in multiple stages of production yeah and then they'll come back for reshoots they'll shape the product and on the one hand it's kind of cool because it's it's everybody getting their say like if you stopped and you were beholden to a script that you wrote two years ago Uh you might not be able to it's a pop culture thing it's not a for the ages thing right what's popping in culture so um (laughs) yeah i said that um so it's a kind of a smart way to deal with it but at the same time it kind of makes a bunch of stuff feel like it doesn't have any punch 
Yeah, and it's not just like like you 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 mentioned in the middle of it. The, you, I mean, I'm 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 sure Kevin Feige has his hands like all over this, so 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 continuity stays stays the same. But you're you're changing things in in the middle of production that could very well have an effect on the universe as a whole. Yeah, and you and you're and you just don't know, and maybe Feige doesn't catch it in time. Like he's, I mean, he he's already mad at 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 the guys doing the trailers because he claims they're giving too much too much away. So like. It's a, how much more control will Feige have over mm-hmm. these these projects as time goes on to, to keep well, that consistency? I like the idea of there being a storyteller at the helm. And I've always thought of Kevin Feige as part storyteller who's a fan of the comics. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a couple of executives that are like that. And he seems to be pretty sure-footed. So I'm comfortable with him, you know, having that control. It's just... I, I I'm not I'm not like I'm I I have a whole story up to end game is a whole story, uh-huh. so I would love to support individual little stories and this is one where it's just like that was fun, yep, and so now I'll wait for the next one that's going to be like something I'm passionate about and want to support you know, so I don't know. I, I, I don't want to seem super down on this. Thor, Love and Thunder, not rated. Um, you know, <laughs> I definitely enjoyed myself. Did you? Uh, I, 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 I can honestly say that I enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, we are TFNR and that's this film not rated. And you can follow us at TFNRCMEL on Twitter. Yep. I'm Eric. And I'm Curtis. And Ricky, if we seem bored, I'm sorry, but tell us what you think so that we can possibly put this up as a video thing. Is this almost over? Check the time stamp thing. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>